0: Welcome back to What Have You. I'm Rachel Jankovic. I'm Becca Merkel, and it's November. The it end. Is that.
1: It is that. <laughs> the end of November. The end is near in many regards. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. It just—it's a time of year when all the here it comes starts really building up. I know. Now, guys, I'm just gonna explain right now the background noise, which is that Rachel and I are driving to McDonald's.
0: We failed to get a Diet Coke already. And if you're in a place that's not actually, like, here, I guess it's not happening everywhere in the world. But at our McDonald's, a large fountain drink is a dollar. Yeah. But it's... I don't have money. Do you have the money? I'll, I'll
1: support you. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Anyways. You can
0: owe me. Here, I'll hold it. Yeah, you thanks. drive, and I'll All hold right. the dang phone. Anyways, we're this driving way. there. It would be easier. Oh. Well.
1: well oh. Yeah.
0: Oh. So that's what we're up to. We're gearing up for the holidays that we spoke of last time. Yeah, we are. We canceled a whole episode in between. I can't I remember just... what we did, but it was no good. Sometimes we do a no good job.
1: Oh, we did. We did
0: a whole episode. We and did we an like, episode. that it was, was the worst. It was
1: terrible, you the guys. The worst. It was not
0: funny. So, okay, but... but like life, I feel like it's just continuing on at its incredible pace. At a clip. You know my one of my favorite gifts is that lady running down the stairs that turns into falling down the stairs, but she's somehow falling still on her feet, like she runs the whole way down down, down the stairs falling. <laughs> oh have then I not seen this At gift? the very bottom, I feel like she like just belly flops and throws her purse, and it's amazing. <laughs> That's kind of like November through December. A little bit. It's not exactly a controlled fall. It's just that you're trying to keep it from being full on somersaults. Or free fall, you know. Yeah, you're looking for something more like a little bit of a paced wipeout.
1: (laughs) Yeah, where your head's just going ever so slightly ahead of your feet at a higher rate of speed than your feet are. Yeah, Mm.
0: but that's the season that we're embarking upon.
1: And we're embarking strong on it. We are doing that. But we have all of next week off for Thanksgiving. And that'll be exciting. I'm, I'm hoping to get much done in the world. I'm working on an all-new
0: chore system. Me too. Which is actually quite overdue in my life because... we moved. <laughs> well, because we moved into our house at the beginning of September and nothing is normal. It takes yeah. quite a while to like settle into sort of having a normal time. Yeah, totally. But the other part of the problem is that uh, it's that you like kind of get heaters on. By I way. like the seat heater. I just don't yeah. like all the hot air that's happening. So, um, anyways, the the thing that happens in this time is that it takes quite a while to get to the baseline to try to maintain at the baseline. Like it's oh, just yeah. so much. Yeah. And because we've been doing more hospitality than ever before, yeah. Or just that not more, it. but a different scale hospitality i suppose yeah which guys big news for all of you who are out there in the world of the soup nights which there are a lot of you now doing yeah yeah. that's the big news well this is big news to me okay so maybe the rest of you won't care like i care but i feel when we were shopping for a stove for our new house that was a more complicated that was a more complicated question than I had initially imagined it could be, okay. Because I wanted a sixty-inch range, which is huge, but because I wanted two ovens, yep, under it. But when we actually went and looked at them, even these huge like Wolf yeah. ranges had really small ovens. The full-sized ovens okay. were not big ovens, okay. Which is a letdown, okay. Because as it turns out, I don't need ovens that can accommodate, you know eighteen different side dishes. I generally need something that can take a lot of potatoes at one time sure. to roast yeah, or a lot. Sure. It's not like I'm yep. I don't have you know what I mean. It's like the, the concern of my life is volume, not sure. Whatever. So variety. We ended up we ended up with a range that is only forty eight inches, but the one the big oven is can take a full size sheet pan. So, you know, all this is to say the feature that I didn't know that I was looking for that I'm super stoked about now, and then any of you who are shopping for ovens, let it be known now that this is a thing you care about, is that it has a really, really good simmer burner. Like it's made, the range top is made for large pots, like large items. And it does a really good simmer feature, which means that when I have served, like when we have a soup night or whatever, there can be like a pot with chili in it on the stove for like a couple hours on simmer without me stirring it and nothing happens to it. It just stays hot. It doesn't do any
1: disasters. Okay, tell me this though, because I was, last night was soup night, so I was contemplating... This very question that you have brought up. Um, I love my stovetop because it has the power burner in the middle, which I really like the ability, especially with a big soup pot, to get something up to a boil. I think mine claims that they're all power
0: burners. Okay. Well,
1: mine is, I don't know that it gets hotter, but it's big. So. It just, like, I, it can handle a bit. Oh, yeah.
0: That's actually the one thing. If you're wanting to put a saucepan that is like a mini saucepan on my stove, yeah, it, it doesn't really through. know where to put yeah. that. I think you'd have yeah. to put it on the griddle.
1: Yeah. Well, <laughs> the, the thing that I'm, that I'm having a question about is last night I did chicken tikka over rice. Oh, my gosh. You know what happened? This is annoying. Um, then I'll come back to my thought, but I have to tell you this. Everyone... Rachel and I both have jumbo rice cookers, and if you need to cook a lot of rice for a lot it's of people... Restaurant, they're
0: restaurant rice cookers. So it's a 60, 60 rice cups.
1: 60 not, rice cups, which is enough for a
0: large Which is sprout. really dumb because I think a rice cup is three-quarter cup, yeah, so why don't they yeah, just tell us what know. size it really know. means?
1: But but anyway, it's real big, and it's really handy to have one of those around because sometimes you need to make a ton of rice. Anyway. I successfully so, boiled whole potatoes for your fall Yeah you thing did. That. That's right. Yeah. But anyway, if you need a huge rice cooker, just know that they're out there. Anyway. Be aware. Be aware just, and look on Amazon and, and, and there you'll have it. But the point is is that I have this jumbo rice cooker and I was I made like I was making like twenty-four cups of rice.
0: And dry rice?
1: Yeah, twenty-four cups dry. Okay. And so forty-eight cups or however much that is. Anyway. I got it all in there and I plugged it in and I turned it on and then about 6 minutes before the hungry horde of college students showed up at my house and I was ahead of schedule on everything like the bread was done yeah, the that chicken was, your tikka first was clue. done. that was your yeah. first clue that somebody was wrong. everything was building up to be ominous because i had gone out and i'd felt it and yeah it was on it was hot things are good and then uh well it turned out i had turned it on to warm no. and so it had like just absorbed all the water into the rice so it had fluffed up and it had gotten hot but it was still raw <laughs> <laughs> it was just like What'd crumbly you do? bad I threw it all away and I started over because yeah. I didn't know what
0: I did. Pretty quick that rice cooker.
1: I thought it was going to be like an hour, but it was only about half an hour. Yeah, and it, it, was, and it was ready late late. to go. So I told everybody to just hang in there, and it turned out that in their lordship class they had been discussing fasting, so it was very on point. They were anyway, like, "We can be really our wits are sharpened." Yeah. For this discussion. So anyway, but but my point is, is I was making this chicken tikka to to go over the top of the rice, and um. I was noticing how some of my soup recipes are the kind where you can just let it simmer and you're fine. You can walk away and all is well. And then other ones really want to scorch to the bottom. And you have to really babysit it by stirring all the way to the bottom. You know what I mean? Yeah. So this is my question that I'm bringing up. And that was a long segue. But how do you have a simmer burner that with certain kinds of textures of soup isn't still gonna wanna if there's cheese in it. For I think instance, it's just or, if it's
0: low enough because I think it. I think that my burner can go so low that it's like a asking. chafing dish. Like you think but, so? Like, but the other thing that it does is because it goes for large cookware because all of the burners are for large cookware. Yeah. They heat up like on my really big pot that's eight gallons
1: that I use? This is yours eight? We determined everyone. Mine's yeah, I six. checked. Mine is eight Yeah, gallon. mine's only six. But now Rachel, I have a six-gallon one, Rachel too. Rachel wins. My eight-gallon
0: one blesses me a lot. I, yeah. I have been using it more than... Where'd you get it? Uh, at the restaurant supply. But I... The way my burners work... So it's, it's a big pot because it's eight gallons. But mm-hmm. even the, when it's really boiling or whatever, it the, the burners are putting the heat out on the sides, like the sides of the pan are super hot. Like it's not that center bottom scorch. Yeah. So the heat, I think it's just the heat distribution
1: is not mm. a scorching one. Cause see, I always keep my pot on the center power so, burner. I wonder if I should try. I yeah, have a little- Yeah, you probably should turn it down. I Well, I turn it all the way down, but I wonder if I have a little baby simmer burner. I should try putting my big pot That's on it. That's probably a lower- uh, let see what it has to say for itself if I do that. <laughs> Okay. Hold on. I
0: wonder thought, what everybody. they're advertising here with a cinnamon sips. Oh Mike. I just know.
1: We that's don't want sco- that. Welcome to McDonald's. I can take your order whenever you're ready. Yeah, could we get two large diet cokes, please? Sure thing. Two large diet cokes? Yep. Anything else? Nope, that's it. All right. That'll be two twelve for you the Sometimes
0: Beck and I really like to treat ourselves. <laughs> two dollar self care. Two dollar and twelve cents. So- Hair. For a little Diet Coke in the afternoon. Yes. And Becca has to treat me to it. I have to rummage.
1: I have to rummage for my, for my two dollars. There it is.
0: <laughs> there, it, there it is. There it is. Oh. Okay. oh. Well. It's I like for that we're everyone with us. I know. Okay. So, so what I was going to say is that because i have this big pot and because i've been feeding big groups thank you one thing i have been doing that is really going off campus as far as i know has been cooking things that i wouldn't have thought of as being a pot okay. endeavor so All right. you weren't that sad this last week but i cooked a bunch of pork roasts in okay. the pot oh On the stovetop? On the stovetop. Okay, that was random. I was like, forget pot roast. Let's try a pot full of roasts.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This is not a singular pot roast. roast. Thank you. you. Thanks. All right, thanks thanks a bunch. Yeah, we know him. (laughs) You know what, though? What?
0: It's reminding me of a moment where I was with another girl that I...
1: And sorry, we I'm both a, thought really the sorry. guy ahead
0: of us in Starbucks was a youth from our church. <laughs> and after a little while of awkwardly standing near him, I was like, "Hey, how's it going?" But of course I used his name. And, and he just looked at us blankly and was like, "I am not." But but we both thought it was him and it was the same youth that we did just see for reals, which is why oh. I stalled out with like <laughs> <laughs> I can't be sure. I can't <laughs> greet you. That, I can't. Yeah. That's really Anyways, funny. all this is to say that <laughs> my point is, is that if you sear, if you can maintain a low simmer, okay. you can duplicate the effects of something being in the oven for a long time.
1: Do you have to have a lot of liquid in there?
0: Well, it's or do you just... I mean, I wasn't trying to do, like, a dry roast in the <laughs> well, pot. That's, that's throwing
1: me a No, okay.
0: I made pork roast, and it worked out. And and right. I can't say that this is wise, but I can say that it panned out. I wish that Winco had had more leeks in stock. It would have made it better because I bought all their leeks. And then okay. I it was about half the leeks right. that I wanted. But I did pork sirloin roast that I covered in, uh, herbs, you know, herb de Provence. Okay. You know, those. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and salt and pepper. And I seared them. I cut them into smaller little roasts, like yeah. little softball-sized roasts. Okay. Mm, smaller than that. Okay. Bigger than baseballs, smaller than softballs. Okay. And then I seared them all in the pan. Okay. To get some good flavor, which is another reason I love my eight-gallon pot, because... You can sear things to your heart's content and it's all the way down at the bottom of a tunnel and it doesn't splatter everywhere. And anyways, I seared all of those. Then I put a ton of leeks in there, but about half is what I should have put in there. And then quite a bit of that Bragg's apple cider vinegar and Dijon. All right. And then garlic and chicken broth. And then I put all of the roasts back in it and simmered it on low
1: Mm. for like hours. Okay. Okay. And they were delicious. Well, did you, how'd you serve it? Sliced or did you shred it? No, it
0: was very shreddy. I pulled it out. and kind of broke the smaller roast open. And then I made, I thickened the sauce. Um, I would have used like flour. Like a thing that works, has been working for me is to thicken it in a separate saucepan to do a roux like butter and flour and then add the broth from the pot and make a, make like a really thick gravy in a pot and then dump that into the broth. But we had, um, a couple people who couldn't have gluten. So I did corn, uh, a cornstarch slurry instead because I couldn't do the flour, but I would have done the flour otherwise. But it, it actually really worked well. And like the leeks plus the, um, apple cider vinegar almost made a weird I mean it was really that was a great combination I don't know I thought it was better when I made it at home improving with more leeks than when I fed 50 people that but mm-hmm. whatever
1: well I did this chicken tikka last night and I um had made the sauce and then I was this I don't know if it deserves the name chicken tikka because it's very much my own strange procedurals that I do with this because I for soup night my requirements are that at two o'clock in the afternoon I might not have the groceries into the house yet and I can still pull it off by six which means that proper proper and beautiful What cooking. it means is that you're not in this business for the technique championship what it means of is the world. There is no homemade broth in my life at this point. I, I just am, like to
0: give a little shout out right now to Better Than Bouillon because <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I look at it and I'm like, I think I added about two and a half gallons of water to that, yeah, and I'll, yeah. that should pan yeah. out to being about one and a half tubs of this
1: (laughs) see the thing is is like for me if i'm going to do it at all it really has to be sustainable and achievable for me so even though if i was going to cook it for a small dinner party of six i would you know i would do things like buy the ginger root and cut it myself when it comes to soup night and the squeeze, quantities, the squeeze quantities ginger needed,
0: is squeeze ginger is one of I, life's real benefits.
1: I, I buy the squeeze <laughs> ginger me and I it buy too, because who doesn't want their ginger in a toothpaste? And tube? the thing is, is like I, if I'm cooking for my family, I chop the garlic clove. But when I need like almost three quarters of a cup of chopped garlic, oh that's it's Just just get it out of the just get it out of there and fling it in. And there Where you go. Where do you get the What garlic do you use? If it's chopped garlic i really 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 dislike pre-chopped garlic yeah
0: me too but i buy those black bags of the cloves that clove's, are cloves
1: those are good but the because those have a garlic flavor but the chopped <laughs> <laughs> garlic cloves yeah but, but uh, the, the chopped, chopped ones, ones take on the chopped ones have something else
0: you know it's on. like um mixes like bisquick has that metallic taste yeah, in the
1: back yeah, of exactly. it that you always know mm-hmm. it was there yeah yeah. But and, anyway, what I'm saying is, I actually, the, uh, the Costco brand um, big jars of pre chopped garlic, they are fine for things like, you know, something where it's not. I don't like those because they make your fridge smell like garlic. Well, there's that. But anyway, I'm just saying, there are things. I reach, this is even a bad confession. Now that I'm telling everyone about the way I cook at soup night, um, celery, I even buy. The packs of celery sticks that are like, you know, already cut and trimmed. Yeah, but I'm, I'm because I am so having to be in a rush on Tuesday nights that like having to wash, you know, because celery can be really dirty. It's like having to wash it and string it. And I don't feel slice like that's weird. It. We've already said before that bags of frozen chopped
0: onions are your friend. But also, do weirdly, the frozen chopped onions when they in the bottom of the pan they get to that transparent state much
1: faster <laughs> but see okay so for instance if i was gonna do a recipe that called for like and this would be a normal quantity for me would be like chop eight onions and two heads of celery and half a cup of garlic that is a lot of time chopping that on a Tuesday night I don't have. So anyway, I cut the corners and I cut out a lot of the. Middle I have band.
0: done it when I use I use matchstick carrots thrown in things because yeah. of, especially if yeah. I'm gonna do an immersion blender going on Oh in Yeah, here, sure. Then I'm like, but I yeah, think that the, some it of those on. little
1: the little um, stringy carrots, you know, like not it, yeah, it's not matchstick. Are those yeah, they matchstick, are matchstick like the kind you might throw into a coleslaw. Those are really actually kind of a fun texture in soups. I don't mind those at all. But anyhow, what I'm trying to say is that the chicken tikka that I made last night may or no no doubt is not even remotely the proper procedure for doing it. However, I made the sauce. I made the garam masala myself because it just is helpful. Um, rather, than, Anyway, the store where I was shopping doesn't even carry garam masala. So... I just mixed that all up and threw it all in with the onions and everything and then Can made I the I just sauce. say, do you make this regularly? Uh, medium, why?
0: Because if you go to the Fun Mart they have yeah, garam yeah. masala in that cardboard box. It's like the size of a Bisquick mix. It is monster huge yeah. and it is cheap. Okay. And I bought it there tip. one time, and then I, I just had garam masala just everywhere. I didn't need okay. that much. Yeah, so. and I
1: didn't. Ha- I needed like three quarters of a cup of garam masala. Yeah, but and, this is the way you yeah. should do it because it's cheaper than putting the other spices together. I it's see very that. cheap. But anyhow, so that's a hot tip for later. Um, <laughs> but I. Cooked all the chicken breasts in which I cut down to about a third of a chicken breast in the sauce, and I just let it simmer until it was kind of soft. and Then I just grabbed the potato masher, and when the potato masher in that sauce shreds it beautifully, like it was very funny. Isn't like, your pot like full? Well, because it was going to go over rice, it was only about half full. Oh, okay, because I was so, trying to picture you plunging your whole arm have an industrial sized potato masher. That oh, that's right. You do. I it saw works. That one. It yeah. works in the big pot. And if you make a large amount of potatoes, buy yourself one. You'll never look back. It's, it's really good. So it, now we've given a lot of wow. large scale food counsel to everyone. <laughs>
0: Apropos of nothing or maybe... <laughs> I'll I'll tell you because you're getting ready for the holidays. I like it. It's
1: like everyone pull up your socks and buy a huge, a huge box of garam masala and an industrial rice cooker and an industrial potato masher. And an eight gallon pot. And don't you stop until you've made something in that.
0: According to no rules at all. Just follow your instincts and wherever they go, there all your guests will be too. Find on self be true. <laughs> oh man. Oh, gosh. But I I will say that coming up on Christmas reminds me of the fact that I did finally well like a couple of years ago, but finally tapped into the secrets of of Oh I'm passing uh, your driveway. I'm not used to coming of the Potato like a gratin or whatever. The potato, the scallop potatoes that I yeah. made for uh-huh. Christmas. And I have to say that 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 I bought the clear glass pans for them and I buy nice cheese that costs us all our life. <laughs> to, this is only for yeah. Christmas, we buy the yeah. cheese that costs us too much. <laughs> <laughs> um, but if you buy yourself, like I have told you before this time, buy yourself the potatoes one by one that were made. For the right peeling dimensions and that you know will fit down the chute of your food processor. Because <laughs> I buy the potatoes uh-huh. that look like they were made from my food processor chute. Yeah, that's a good idea. I peel them and put them down in there. And if you put them immediately into a big pot of or a bowl of cold water to keep them from oxidizing and being weird. Mm-hmm. Then you get all your potatoes peeled and sliced in. And then I drain the whole bowl and then, um, like drain it. Well, you don't want that water all in there. And then I just pour cream over it and like fresh thyme and sometimes some nutmeg and like a little bit of cayenne sometimes or, Mm -hmm. and then salt and pepper and then taste one of the potatoes. Like I don't actually eat it, but bite it. Like just see if it's safe. Cause potatoes are one of those things that can absorb a lot of salt and, and, um, make it seem really bland so you yeah. want it to be just a tiny bit saltier than you would you know like yeah. when you taste it you want it to just be a tiny bit salty anyways yeah. and pepper and then i layer it in the pan and you want all of those potatoes you want the cream to come halfway up the side which is why a glass pan is helpful oh, because yeah. you can see that the cream is halfway up the side yeah then you top it with a delicious cheese that cost you your life at Safeway probably. <laughs> and and you can put butter on it if you want to and then bake it that way. But I do those if you make them even a day ahead of the important holiday. They reheat beautifully. So bake them. Do so you can you can bake them and put them in the fridge, mm-hmm. you know, and you're okay somewhere else. Yeah. And this really effective. We tip. still are talking about food We're
1: still. But
0: I make 3 big pans of that usually for the for the Christmas dinner. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's just our family usually it's not Yeah.
1: well here's a way that we could make this seem intentional that we just did that Um, I've gotten actually from a number of different places people asking if we would talk about your relationship to food like as a woman right. your relationship to food like have you gotten this question I (coughs) I have but you reminded me that I got other
0: questions too
1: but, that I said. Oh, bring that up. Yeah. Oh, oh, me too. And I think there's an important one. So everyone,
0: break <laughs> <stay laughs> tuned buckle, Why don't we just say buckle up for a spree, a quick fire question?
1: Like I we was were going to say no. Like just say, stay buckled up for another day. We'll talk about relationship. Whoa, why to free. don't? Why don't? Oh, for that one. Let's just they talk about not this. want to talk about that. No, I'm. Let's I'm give, bored of do, it now. Let's. T- <laughs> <laughs> We talked about food already too much. What if we hold that thought, but there was a really good question about uh Facebook groups
0: oh okay that, this let's one's do important. these let's
1: do these really quickly because okay. All
0: right. All right. uh I the one that the question that I meant to bring up there were two different ones one of them was about um what if okay hmm which one do you want to talk about first yours
1: sure that one you you go. hold your thought pose and then the we'll question come back. like you're someone else so the question <laughs> like i'm someone else pretend do a different voice i'm gonna pretend <laughs> my name is tina <laughs> um <laughs> no um the Aren't question you, this one
0: the, i know which question you're gonna bring up because you were talking about i was gonna say this connects to our other most frequently brought up questions go which ahead just what just, I shouldn't have interrupted you. Just, say we're all just
1: We're really getting meta right now. Yeah, the okay. problem is
0: that we both know what we're talking about. So that's no not No one humble. else does. Just okay. say it briefly. So please. the
1: idea is, what about these Facebook groups where women get together and they share things about, you know, their relationship with their husband. Or it might be um, just, just kind of like private things about your relationship with your husband. They get shared and advice gets asked among other women, and it might not be a Facebook group. Maybe it's your book group. Maybe it's your Bible study. Maybe it's your prayer partners. Maybe it's your Mm -hmm. sisters. Whatever it is, what like how much do you allow that traffic between something that's private? Sort of like
0: I feel like what it
1: if the group is a specific group,
0: like then they've marked themselves off with this is like our belief system this is our values this is our whatever and it sort of is a way of trying to create like a locker room yeah where you choose which locker room you wanted to be in but when you're in there we expect you To not have your clothes on, pretty much. By the time you get in there, we expect to all know everything (laughs) about you. Uh, The the place that I have... That's a very
1: uncomfortable metaphor, but it is so true. But it's accurate. And
0: the reason I say this is because it can... It very often pairs with Christian ideals. So what you have is like a Facebook group that's saying on the surface, we want to help each other have strong marriages... Right, like we're here because we want to encourage you in your marriage. Or here is a group of a whole lot of Christian women who are all trying to conceive, but now because we're saying we're in a trying to conceive group, we're letting it all rip. About things that just we should not be doing, and no. the point there is not that you're not, it's our criticism would not be around the ideals that the group proclaims, right? Which is you know the statement of faith by the door, but
1: rather, do you need to be in that locker room at all? Like, or, or should you behave, be behaving that way in that locker room? Right. Or, or, and, and
0: I think part of this question that came up anyways, that we got, that we both saw, which is why we're talking about it, is that the question is from a husband who's like, not sure how he feels about his wife being in areas on the internet where for him to see what was going on there would be inappropriate. Yes. Right. So where you have suddenly anyone's husband who picks up their phone is in there with the nitty gritty about your reproductive cues (laughs) like now we're all sharing that why are we sharing that not sure can't say rightly (laughs) why we're sharing that And, and that's different from Accountab- from fellowship. Like I, I do want to be careful with that. Cause I'm not saying that everyone's always being foolish if they're talking about hoping to get no, no, pregnant no. or, but this could uh, easily
1: be like, what about conflict resolution with your husband? And then everybody's like, well, my husband and I had a great big fight because he said, please pray I- for my husband yeah. who's being horrible right now. <laughs> yeah. Or whatever. And the thing is, is that there are certain things that really should be kept. The walls should be kept high around your relationship. But both
0: high and lower because many people are more comfortable calling up all of the women on the internet to tell them how bad their husband was and not, would never dream of calling their pastor to say, there's a problem happening. Could you help us? And the reason is because they don't want to tell anyone who's actually close enough to hold them accountable and their husband. So if you actually are having a big problem and you call your pastor, well, Your husband's gonna know that you were maybe inflating the narrative a touch.
1: You because, know, because you, when <laughs> is your husband going to get called into the Facebook group to give his half of the story? No, and, and that's, and
0: that's the thing is that if women would rather, so when you say they're letting the walls be too low, they're off. It's like, it's just wrong. It's just it's wrong. wrong. Yeah. Because it's not that it's wrong for someone to know that your husband was no, being exactly. a fiend. If he was, then someone should know, but it's not <laughs> all the ladies of the greater but, Ohio area that, that <laughs> believe that contraception is wrong. I mean, like, that's not the people to go to in this situation.
1: (laughs) The thing is, is that it is true that if you are having a a big scale issue in your marriage then absolutely, call the pastor. But if you are miffed about the budget that your husband set for how many lattes you can get per month. Yeah,
0: back out of the internet entirely of
1: that. Just, actually... The only people that should be privy to that dispute are you and your husband. End of story. (laughs) And if it makes its way to the elders,
0: (laughs) it's really about something else at this point. Yeah, it is. about your... Yeah. And
1: I'm not saying that that could never become a part of a bigger narrative. Yeah. But if it's just a squabble fuss that you're having, nobody... Your children, your sister, your mother... Or your pastor or the women of the internet. Nobody should get a piece of that. Okay, so this is,
0: this is, I just want to say this is a human thing. This is important. And these are the sorts of truths that is really good to look at yourself honestly. It's like take off your tinted glasses and just look (laughs) at yourself for a moment. And notice that no, in fact, you are not tan. That's how. (laughs) Uh, but, But my point here is that. Um. You know, triangling is very real. So, triangling when you... Like they say in an affair that a lot of the time when the spouse finds out the affair is over. Not because the spouse put an end to it but because it always was about the spouse in the first place. It always was about about this dysfunctional relationship. Not so about... So what do you mean by triangling? Triangling meaning that it's not a separate love affair between these two people. It's actually all about the marriage. It's actually, it's not like, yeah, it's not like just accidentally this person fell in love twice. It's like one time they fell in love and one time they committed major betrayal. (laughs) Right. Right? Like they were, those were, they were different things happening. Mm -hmm. And of course this is not like a universal rule or anything. Sure. Right. But, what I was going to say is a commitment to not blab your petty squabbles yeah. is a commitment to not have them because there is no pleasure in having it <laughs> privately. <laughs> like, but like If, if your husband is like, I'd like you to cut back on the coffee budget and you're like, well, I never like and then you start texting friends with eye-rolling gifts and things and if he knew how tired I was and and all that well the pleasure that the thing is is that you're actually just indulging a pleasure somewhere else that is that is not but if your commitment is to keep such conflicts of opinions handled in a decent and orderly way, well yeah. then there's actually no fun to be had in inflating it, dramatizing no. it. And if I could just bombing it too. around for another six weeks. <laughs> it's no
1: fun. Why would you do that? But but the commitment to not drag other people into the fuss means don't do it in front of the children. And if you need to step into the other room and, and chat, do it. Mm -hmm. But don't have a festival with your husband. Don't make a big thing in the car with all your kids there. And especially, especially, don't use your kids as um, as pawns in a dispute with your spouse. And I don't. On this one, I actually don't care how big the problem is because it's almost it's so much worse. Even if your
0: situation has ended in awful, In sad catastrophe. divorce, yes. you should not be using your children as no. things that you can tear back and forth from yeah. each and,
1: other. and to use your kids as the, like... You know, like, basically use the kid as a rock you throw at your husband. Yeah, don't do it. It's so devastating to the children. And it's like, they should just see you Unfun. and your husband as a united front that gets along great. And they right. should, no, I mean, they should not be privy to whatever the troubles are that you're having. And it's like, there's never going to be a marriage where there's no difference of opinion at any point. But just keep it decently under wraps, you know. <laughs> and and let's say decently under wraps. Slash take it to the
0: appropriate authorities. There is not a time when your children are the appropriate authorities <laughs> no, in your marriage. Not. So if there is genuinely a problem, who actually has to answer to God for you? And it is yep. the elders and your pastor. Yep. And do you want them having no clue what <laughs> what dark deeds you've been up to? That's, you know, <laughs> like really... When you need help, get it from the appropriate person. the truth is,
1: is if you are committed to dealing with the little things when they're little in the right way... Chances heads are high, off high, an awful lot. Of, Chances are high that you're never going to be well, a catastrophe. because it's true that later. enormous storm clouds
0: come about from little bits of evaporation here and there, yep. right? Yep. So, like, there are ways of trimming mm-hmm. down the contributors to the big fights. Yeah. Okay, and, but I want to move. We got to hustle okay. into the next question. Okay, we got another one. This is one that we get asked all the time, and we almost never. Really answer it, but I have no idea what it's going to be. It really pairs with this issue of Facebook groups and a specific kind of Facebook group, which is often around what I was going to say is these women's kind of locker rooms where that I think women are buying into modern. Stupid thought that acts like your fertility, your pregnancy, your birth, that those things are women's only issues. Oh man, I hate that. And and one of the questions that we get asked all the time is how should we know when we're when it's time to be done having kids? What kind of birth like we frequently get asked about yeah, that's birth control. And what's what and we almost never we sometimes just respond briefly about it, but we don't really talk about it. And what I wanted to say is one of the main reasons that we don't talk about it, even though I think it would be easy for us to give,
1: we could talk about principles, principles, principle guidelines, things that we believe. Right. Um, the
0: main reason that we don't talk about it is because we don't actually think that your decision to have children or to not have more children or to space, or to space your children, or to desire more children we don't think that that should be our decision to influence in your life right so we could talk about principles that we think are 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 godly principles which there's a number of those and we can we can talk about those in a second but what i meant is that we don't think that it's our job to lead a bunch of women to think differently about how many kids they should have because those women have husbands yeah, and those women should be following their husbands. And there's, and if your husband wants you to do something that is sinful, like abortifacient birth control or the morning after pill, that's an example where you need to get on it with calling your pastor. You need help
1: and you should absolutely refuse to obey. But also if I could just say, Talking about the principles is important in that a woman ought to know what she thinks about abortion. Totally. And so we would be very yeah. comfortable talking about oh, that. Oh yeah. But in terms I of I think like, the stuff that I
0: mean is that a lot of the time women have somehow commandeered this whole area in their marriages where women are by themselves trying to
1: make the decision of what they believe they should do. But there's, there's a big piece of weird. it. And that's weird. Yeah. There's a big piece of it that feels like... Because the husband isn't the one undergoing it. He doesn't understand. It's not his
0: body. And that's right. the
1: thing you say. Yes it is. Because
0: don't you understand what the Bible says. Yep. Your body is his body. And which means child, that there is no. It's his child. Yeah. There is. If you're married. There is no time when you say. My body my choice. Nope. It's our body. right? And even then not always our choice. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that whole thing kind of goes
1: by the wayside. Because. But this. This goes down to even things like should we have a home birth or a hospital birth? Yeah, it's not a women's it's like, issue. You know it's what? a couple's decision. Yeah, and if your husband has an opinion on this, it is absolutely your job to care about what that is. And, and-
0: actually, and to let him. And to let him set the tone. And of course we think that a godly husband should care what his wife thinks. like, yep. Or if he is wanting to recklessly endanger them somehow, she yeah. should get help. Or if, you know, of course there's... There's just a wide swath of perfectly acceptable Christian behavior in, in which... In which swath you need to be following your husband. And you need to be gladly following your husband. And
1: you need to follow him even no if... No matter if the ladies on the internet think he's being a the ladies, fool. Or the ladies in your church. Or yeah. the ladies in your family. Or whatever it is. And, and it is very easy for women to gallop off and join a bunch of groups and get all the opinions. Well, and then to come away with some pretty... Like, let's just all remember that women
0: are even called out in the scriptures as being gullible. <laughs> so let's just say that's a thing, right? Like that's a real thing that women... The fact that there are large groups of women on the internet encouraging one another to eat their placentas oh is enough to tell you that you can't trust... <laughs> can't trust the world on these things. You can't and, trust the men either, I would like to point <laughs> no, out. No, but the men... As far as I know, don't do things like that. They they do weird mm, things. There's weirdos, but I don't know of many intense support groups like that that men get. I mean, no doubt, no. oh,
1: I think there are.
0: It probably starts to get real weird real fast. Yeah, there. that's true. But I just think it's. I'll just pretend I didn't ask that. I don't want to know what the men are doing it's weird on the internet. <laughs> Please don't tell me. Don't link me up to strange pipe smokers uh, and things that they're... I just think it's it's
1: really, really important to remember that this is you and your husband. This is not you and and the women who make the choices about your Mm -hmm. your. And I actually
0: think a lot of the time uh, men will, I mean, will defer to their wives. Like, when it's like, should we? And so then there is a really big decision that women feel like they have to make by themselves and I think it is important to just not like however you got into that situation it's not yours it's it is his responsibility on that and I will say as far as principles about birth control the principles we would abide by are that children are a blessing period Like, this is, this is something, like, that we have, obviously, we are pro-life all the way to the back teeth. That there is no time when you can make that decision. That if, if there is a child, God wanted the child. (laughs) yeah That's how it is. It's not a choice in that way. Um, And we would be against abortifacient birth control. Like, when we, if and when we do something, we were talking once. I don't even know when talking to the OB about, um, you know, whatever he was telling us about the procedure to have your tubes tied. Like, I can't remember what it's even called. They put a little screw in the ends of your tubes and then the scar tissue blocks. It's a way to have your tubes tied. Okay. And, but we were like, so can you, like, is it possible for you to get pregnant with a baby that can't implant because it's because you did that like is that possible he was like well I mean I guess it is possible and we're like so even if and when we get to that time when we're ready to say no more children our decision is going to be made based on the future health of the next child (laughs) the one that we're so like we would not do something that would even if you're hoping to not have another baby. We yeah. would not do something that would make the womb hostile. Potentially, potentially
1: harm. Yeah. Right.
0: And so we just. We're just not. That's yeah. just.
1: But I would also say. Neither do we think that it is a Christian duty to uh, undertake having as many children as you humanly possibly can crank out. Uh, we do think quality is unimportant. Well, I think
0: quality. Quality <laughs> in the sense of. That you're actually doing your duty yeah. by your children. Yeah. That you're educating them in the Lord. That you're taking yeah. care of them.
1: That you're disciplining yeah. them. And you have that to they make are well loved. reasonable choices. Because we live in a world where you always have to make reasonable choices. And so we don't think that it's like run for the border as fast as you can. Mm. And have as many children no, as but possible. No, but
0: I do think that we live in a world of...
1: It Uh, airs on the other side. We live in
0: a world of crazy weenies about (laughs) having children. Luke and I were just talking about this the other night. We were like, you know the... uh, We live in a world of
1: weenies about every subject. Yeah,
0: but about having children, we've really gone to seed on that one. (laughs) (laughs) But Luke and I were laughing last night. The, The thing about the abortion debate, which is just so stupid, is that in a Christian worldview, like, well, we've solved the problem by you know you're like you already vowed till death do us part like the scope of your commitments is already big enough to hold the entire life of a child inside of it without committing you to anything else sure do you know what I mean like there's no we already have a commitment area of life (laughs) that is big enough to accommodate many right like we can do that and but the thing that's so funny is when everybody acts like we absolutely must be able to have sex whenever we want to and we absolutely must not ever have to have the commitment like yeah. with the commitment of having a child and any time i saw some leftist tweeting like having the hilarious angry fest of like the thing if you want to make children just a women's issue it's like where are the dads We need the dads to be long-term committed to the financial support. It was this hilarious lady freaking out, tweeting all these tweets. And so it's like, congrats, you've just invented marriage. (laughs) <laughs> where the duties will be shared by the husband what about a world where the husband is there to hold the child in the night you're like yeah, that's actually it's
1: actually one it's of the a things thing. that's been done it's a for thing kind of a long time the humans thought of that one before now
0: <laughs> yeah and I think I've said this a lot but I I do think that you don't ever like when, when you do make a decision like Lord we think that This is our house full. Like we think that we have been fruitful. We have multiplied. We barely have our nose above water in our frantic doggy paddling around trying to do this well. And in a way that glorifies you, we think we're done. I think that the most important thing in this decision is the posture that you have, which is a posture of inquiring of the Lord, what would please him and being willing for him to answer you with something that didn't necessarily please you. But also, if I could say, be willing to have him answer you through... Your husband. Your husband. And, and that's what I would say when I say I think it's harder. I, I My guess is more women have a hard time thinking of getting pregnant when they didn't want to get pregnant. Like that is... it Because culturally, that is a big... That is a, we have a heavy emphasis on the grievance of an unwanted pregnancy. Like that's putting so much upon you and your body and all of this. But I think in Christian circles, it's very more likely that we have women who don't want to let go of having babies. And and you can find very, very fierce support for that in these random women's groups. And the thing is, is if your husband is like, you know what? I think we're done here. Then then you need to take that like thank you Lord for clearly giving me yeah. your will for me through my no. husband, even if he is being sinful, even if he is not necessarily And if he is making being a sinful, wise decision. Yeah, that's that's the kind his, of thing it's what maybe, he's
1: going to answer for. Maybe you will need to get your pastor involved if there's some big Right, if, that, if there's some big picture stuff going on there. But but if both of you are on the same page, you're both trusting the Lord and your husband is like, okay, here's, here's what I think we're going to do. Your job is to hear that as God's answer to your prayer to mm-hmm. make it clear. Mm-hmm.
0: And I think one, one back in the, uh, when we had five, we were just not sure. We were like, are we done? Maybe we're supposed to be done. We weren't sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. After the twins, when we was four, we knew that we had no rational perspective from which to look at the situation. And we also knew that we were young and we might feel differently. You know, it was kind of like, this is crazy, but we don't know what life will be like. But after five, it was like, well, are we done? That's a lot of kids. You know, it was like, Mm -hmm. that's a lot. I don't know. What do you think? Neither of us felt really strongly either way but we thought like well this is a real house full like this is a lot of people like maybe we should be done so we our approach on that was to pray and when I said I think the most most important thing is your posture I really found in that we decided just to give it a month and assume that we would be done having kids at the end like we're like we'll give it a month of just praying about it and if I am not pregnant at the end of that month yeah. we will have heard from the Lord that it yeah, we sure. can be done. We should be done. And anyways, I found at that time that it's actually a very hard thing to be willing to be willing either direction is actually very is. hard to be actually trying to pray very open handedly like I'm willing to be done at five or I'm willing to be pregnant right now. That right. turns out that's that's a real teeter totter of emotions. <laughs> <laughs> um but anyways that was then then we have Shadrach that happened and then (laughs) and then the funny thing is that it was actually that no that was with Blair that was with number five I think either way by the time we got to Moses we weren't even there was not it was not prayerful nothing was we weren't (laughs) and my point is the situation changed enough yeah that it wasn't even we have seven like that was our fifth that we were concerned about maybe we should be done and now we have seven Yep. But my real point is, follow your husband and not go get into support groups of ladies saying, Hey, everyone, tell me your convictions about this and lead me. And then, and then getting, with all the strength of other women, like building you up to be stubborn and obstinate to your husband. Yeah. About like, no, you don't understand. The ladies are really supporting my position yeah. on this. And of
1: course, none of this should be taken to say you shouldn't have an opinion and you shouldn't have an informed opinion. Or that you're not allowed to talk to other
0: women about things. Yeah,
1: because of course, like just getting inside or talking to other ladies, but just resist the temptation to overshare and invite a lot of other people into your marriage where they really don't belong. And where they have, they, that's the other thing, is that these random internet people have no vested interest in what happens to you after you take their advice. No.
0: And we had a we had a really I can remember one time years ago when there was a with a group of friends I was with a group of friends and somebody said, "How often are you all having sex?" <laughs> and it went real quiet where everyone was like, "This is not our normal speed of conversation." Right. Like I think it was just like this is not what we usually yeah. talk about. This is not the this yeah. was not the tone of this friendship. This was right. definitely a much more personal question than yeah. any of us were talking about, and it was definitely a unique moment. <laughs> but I think that we actually all understood in that moment that this was a genuine need that we need to talk about this in a a God honoring way someone needs help right now right (laughs) you know what I mean it was like and we knew them and like this is a friend in real life asking other Christian women that she knows love the Lord and want you know like and so what I'm saying is not that it's always inappropriate to have that kind of a moment where you're like listen I need somebody to just fill me in on a detail here and but what I'm saying is that should not be the overarching tone of your life is the rushing of into the like friendship. right like i'm here i want to talk about your sex life or right. i'm here tell me about your fertility how yeah. are you working on it <laughs> yeah so all that to say mind your own p's and q's <laughs> <laughs> and just and your own husbands yeah that too just keep things where they ought to be in their proper spheres yeah, yeah. and also i just you know that's the thing about it's Proverbs 31, isn't it? Or is it... It is Proverbs 31. But it's like that the heart of her husband safely, safely trusts in her. her. And that it's not like your husband is really fearful of what you might have said about him on the internet.
1: No. Or what... And this is another one of those golden rule moments. Because how would you love it if he told oh, all of his friends about... work?
0: <laughs> we do this a lot. This
1: switchy the roles. Yeah. But
0: can you imagine if you picked up your husband's phone... And you found that he was in a support group saying, guys, I just, what do you do if you just are not attracted to your wife? And you, when you see her, when you see her in the evenings in her yoga pants, you just aren't in the mood. But this, and I mean, and, and like, guys, guys, he's doing this she's all put on some weight
1: lately. <laughs> and that just really, I mean, can you even? Especially if it was his pipe smoking group. Or yes. His... And you're like, well. <laughs> What, or what
0: about if it was men being faithful to their wives group? You know, like where right.
1: honestly the goal was... Or a bunch of men in the church that he said that to. Yes. Like he said, Imagine just,
0: She's putting on weight and I'm really not attracted anymore. What I do wish you, she would brush you, her teeth What do you often? recommend? <laughs> what do you recommend for me to get over how I'm not attracted yeah, to her? I, I gosh. Mean, the thing is, is that that would be so horrifying. And yet how many women talk to all their other women friends about how they're not in the mood when they see their husband they're not in the mood and (laughs) looking for consultants because when i see my when my husband wants to you know go to minnesota i don't want to go you're like let's workshop this ladies (laughs) give me your feedback and we'll check in tomorrow and see how your advice worked here's what i have to say Inappropriate stop inappropriate stop knock it off knock it off and sometimes you just have to say the Bible actually touches on all these issues. (laughs) It just touches on it in a real frank, unsentimental way, which is essentially you're not your own. Like get over yourself. Yep. You know? Yep. Move along. Yeah. yeah.
1: All right, well, we've said we, it all now. We touched a <laughs> number po- of bases here from from pots full of roast and <laughs> large-scale potato
0: mashers, I know, to everything we that's wrong with the internet. We
1: didn't talk about our relationship towards food with food. Uh we'll have to get that another time. Join us in our internet support group to yeah. talk about that. <laughs> all right. Till next fun. time. Bye. Bye.